0: Hey, and welcome to the 12 Stone Church podcast. Thank you so much for taking time to be a part of today's message. We hope it inspires you, encourages you, and deepens your faith in Jesus. Enjoy the message. So welcome to 12 Stone, and I am so glad that you're a part of what God's about to do among us today. And it starts off with a question. Let's put it right there in front of us why would you pray? Now, I I know we can kind of fill in the blanks a little bit. We say, well, I probably should. But I I think we ask that question often. We're in a moment, we're like, well, you know what, why should I pray? Oh, maybe I should pray at meal, and you've been taught to do that. Yes, yes, we know that, that Jesus prayed. We know Jesus taught us to pray. We kind of get a sense that we should pray. God says the power of prayer is magnificent. It moves things in heaven to move things on earth. We say in the vision of our church, you know, we put the vision tree in front of us, and we say, oh, here's our vision. God's called us to transform souls, families, and community, and he has. We put it on the tree like this is the fruit, the impact of what God does. But it's all held together by the trunk because of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus holds all things together. And yet it's fueled by being rooted in prayer. Prayer is the, the, the kind of the roots of it all. What we dig into, tap into the power of God and the presence of God. Well, we still ask, okay, now why should we pray? And James, we're still in the book of James. James gives us Holy Spirit insight that will absolutely transform you. Listen, if, you, if, you're, if you're spiritually unresolved and you're hanging out and listening in today, huh, well, then this is going to be challenging in, in a good way, thoughtful, provoking. If you, if you claim to follow Jesus, but you're really spiritually adrift, this is awakening today. If you follow Jesus, and, and, then, then, then the Spirit of God's is going to use this to encourage you. So, so it's built around the question, why would you pray? And and I'll just give you the answer. Here's where James goes. Because you don't know, and you are a Man, you, I know what you want to say to the person sitting around you. If you're alone, then, then, then you just kind of repeat it to yourself because you don't know, and you're a mist. If you're with a spouse or friends or kids or family or whatever, you can just say to each other, hey, you don't know. That's what you, I know you like to do. Man, you don't know. <laughs> you're a mist. That, that's, that's what James is telling us, because the Holy Spirit is reminding us of a couple of things. First, you don't know. Why would you pray? Because you don't know. You, you don't know the future. You, you, you don't know what's coming. You just, you just don't know. You're, you're in constant uncertainty and obvious dependency. So when James writes... Look what he says in chapter 4. Now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why, you do not even know. There it is. You don't even know what will happen tomorrow. You don't know. You don't know COVID's coming. Me making all kinds of business plans, and then COVID comes. You don't know shelter in place is coming. You don't know its impact on the economy, impact on your health. During the season, a twelve-stoner Matt. Uh, here's a picture. His wife Allison and and their little boy Will. What a beautiful family. And 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 Matt has been in corporate world business for about 15 years or so, and and, and building up the, the strength of his career and his capacities and his leadership, and has this stirring, more entrepreneurial in his soul. And like, what if what if we went out? What if we took the dream? What if we went after this? What if we put everything on the line? What if we jumped off the ledge of, of owning our own business? And so they decided that in 2018. In 2019, they went all in and prepared the way for a, for a Johnny's Pizza in Buford. They're at the Buford. Buford campus. And so with that new uh, place opening up, they're like, let's go get this. Let, let's be all in. And, and they did. And in and, and 2020 was going to be their grand opening. And guess what the date was? <laughs> yeah, March 30th, 2020. May you do all this business, all this planning, but, but you don't know. Hey, he didn't know COVID was coming. As a church, we, we didn't know COVID was coming. We know how it's going to take us out. We live in constant uncertainty and obvious dependency. We depend on things we didn't create and we can't control. And James is telling us, the spirit is telling us, it's okay. It's okay. God knows. God's all knowing. God's almighty. So pray. Turn to God. Look to God. He knows. You don't know, but you can rest in him because this all-knowing, almighty God is good. So pray like you're dependent. Don't have an independent spirit. That's what prayerlessness is. It's an independent spirit. Pray like you're dependent, and he's dependable. Why would you pray? Well, because you don't know. Why would you pray? Because you're a mist. Okay, I, I got to illustrate that. You probably get it, but just go with me. We'll see, make sure the cameras get this. Wherever Marcia and I, the family goes, uh, we, she has she has this hand sanitizer in it, and it's a spray. And, uh, you know, we go in, when we come out, you know, we spray our hands when we get in the car. And, and, and all it is is this camera. See if you get it, everybody pay attention. You ready? Here it goes. Doesn't take long. That's what he said, you're a miss. I mean, here and gone. If, if you didn't get it, I'll do it one more time because that might have been a little fast for you. You ready? Let's do it one more time. Ready? Here you go. See that? Look at the scriptures. James continues to write, what is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. Well, you're, you're a mist, meaning that in the eternal timeline, your years on earth, from born to death, even if it's up to 100 years, whenever you pass those years, in the timeline of eternity, is just a mist. It, it, it's like a second of a year. It's just here and gone. The mist, spray, here and gone. And, and because that's true, Of you. James says if you understand you don't know and you're a mist and you understand that God is all-knowing but God is also eternal. The almighty God is eternal so you would pray because you're talking to the eternal one. You would pray because you surrender to the eternal one. You would pray because you understand that you're just a mist. It's fleeting. It's brief. Don't think that your mist is a big deal. In the midst of the eternal God. Now know this. You're freed up now. You don't have to be more than a mist. You don't have to be. Because you're connected to. Created by. Designed to to come under. And in the kingdom of the living God. And when you do, you connect with the king. This is meaningful. And now he gives you meaning and purpose and direction in life. All of a sudden, you may be a mist, but you're a mist on mission. That matters. And, and so, yes, we're a mist, but we pray because we're a mist on mission. But listen, pray like you know you're a mist on mission. And, there's a profound truth in here. It's, it's worth pausing. There's a profound truth in here that James is delivering. Prayerlessness is offensive to God. I know we live in a culture where it seems like everybody gets to be offended and is easily offended. And maybe it never occurs to us that God's offended. See, prayerlessness is pride. It's how God sees it. When you're prayerless, you're declaring, I'm independent and my life is more than a mist. It, see, that kind of living is boasting as if you're more than you are. That's why it's called evil. If, if I'm pretending that I'm independent when I'm dependent and I'm more than a mist, I've missed the whole point. See, there are things that you have to know. And that is you don't know and you are a mist. And then you need to do live rooted in prayer. Why live rooted in prayer? Here's why. Let me just get this next thought. Why live rooted in prayer? Because when God is your identity, prayer is your activity. When God is your identity, we say I identify with God. I come into the kingdom of God. I'm knitting out with God. When God's your identity, prayer is your activity. Because now you're connected to the living God. You engage the living God. When you come into the kingdom, you come under the king. You don't, you don't get the kingdom without coming under the king. It's a beautiful thing. It transforms the way you see the world. We don't add God and prayer to our life. We engage God. So, so let's get practical. Let's begin to walk through this. Let me, let me see if we can play it out. Let me put some thoughts here. I got three thoughts that we'll just highlight today from James. First, pray as you plan and work. James is telling us to, to pray as you plan and work and work. And, and we've already read it, but I, I want to come back to it. In fact, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just read it here. Guys, give, give me this. Let me put a grid, a, a, a thought here that comes uh, from James. And, and let me read it for you and see if this can help us. So he writes again, now listen, you who say today or tomorrow, today or tomorrow, he's talking about your time. He's really practical in life, your time. And, and then he says, uh, now listen, you say today or tomorrow, we will go. When he says go, he's talking about your plans. Man, you're making plans in life. Good for you. He says, we will go to this or that city. He's talking about the place. Spend a year there. Carry on business. That's what you're gonna do. You're gonna work. Carry on business. And make money. That's your profit. When James is writing this in scripture, you begin to see, he's talking about your time, your plans, your place, your work, your profit. He's saying, listen, you don't control all that. So this should be done prayerfully in your life. See, many of us start our prayer right here between work and profit. We, 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 we navigate time and manage time and we make plans and go after place and go after work. We put all that without God. It's just, you, he's like saying you dismiss God and prayer in this whole process. And then when you get to work and profit right there, you feel the pressure and then you begin to pray, man, that's late. Don't do that without God. That's as if you know the future and you're more than a mist. Don't make it more complicated than it is. He said, just involve God from the top. It, it, go to God as you plan. Look, there's nothing wrong with the planning. It's your posture. When you do it without God, you're saying, I don't need God. Just do that with God. God, to come before you. I surrender my time to you. You're the eternal God. Help me as I navigate my time. I, I look to the future, but I don't know the future. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to launch in and go do a Johnny's Pizza, but I, I don't know. I'm making plans. You help me, guide me if I need more than, than, than what I'm thinking. God, I'm going to go do what I think I need to do. But, and the place and the work and the profit. You, you pray through the whole thing. It's, it's, it's not more complicated than that. James isn't, oh, this isn't a, a great. James is being practical. If I were navigating this in my own life, it would just mean this. Again, okay, no more complicated than this. Father, I confess I depend on you. I begin all my plans with Father, I confess I depend on you. That's what James is saying. Father, I depend on you. (sighs) Father, I didn't know COVID was coming. Only you knew the future. I did all the preparation and plan for the life of the church. Lord, you know. I mean, we got some people who are, their light is red. Some people, their light is yellow. Some, their light is green. And and God, all different people with all different places and perspectives. and some are mad at me because we haven't started church, some are going to be mad because we started too soon. Lord like couldn't make everybody happy. I just I, Father, I, I'm vulnerable in this because I don't see it all. Pause. I'm just being vulnerable before God. Prayer is just bringing God into the beginning. and then I begin to process the oh, Lord. Uh, here's, here's what I think I need to be doing with my time. But you, you guide me, give me gut checks, correct me. God, here's what I, here's my planning. And I bring my planning before you and, and give me insight. You, you created me to plan. You tell me to plan, but would you help me? I surrender all that to you and guide me if I'm missing anything. God, here's the place and here's the work and here's the profit. God, here, here's how I do. I'm just, I'm walking it through with God. And then I humbly go and do what I believe I ought to do. That's it. I can I, I humbly go. And I, I, I don't create anything without God being involved in prayer. It's no more complicated than what I just did, because I don't know. I'm a mist. And then I conduct my business with God. And what I say going forward is, hey, what are you going to do today? Well, today, if the Lord wills, it'd just be like Matt saying, well, if the Lord wills, we're going to open up a Johnny's pizza. It's a, if the Lord wills, he doesn't know. So conduct your business with God and then give credit to God. Don't take credit. I, I thought it was inspiring. Uh, Matt shared a, a, a statement from, from his experience. They, they, decided, they opened it in May. All delayed, all full of doubt, all full of wonder, all full of worry, all having to, to put faith ahead of fear. And he, he confessed all this and was navigating this, and God was helping him. And he said, I feel like God inspired us. Okay, let's go open. And here's what he said. They opened. They've been open a month. We could never have imagined it. <laughs> we could never have imagined it would have been so good. With all the obstacles we're facing. There's no doubt that God's hand was on us through this process. And is the only reason we are where we are today. What's he doing? He's giving God credit. He's, he's come through the process. That, that's, that's all James is saying. Don't put God on the outside. Keep him on the inside. Don't pray late. Pray early and all the way through. It's that practical and powerful in your life here's a second thought pray through scary versus dangerous here's a thought pray through scary versus dangerous now you might recall that we we talked about the uh, the whole traffic light stuff that we we talked about how how we get to the other side of covid is more important than when like 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 how the church like honor one another romans 12:10 honor one another above yourselves so that we know that we're a traffic light church. And, and some people, their light is red, and some people, the light is yellow, and some people, the light is green. We, we talked about that in a previous service several weeks ago. And, and, and as we navigated that, we know that, 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 you know, depending on the circumstance, you might be a different color for a different event or activity or circumstance. But, but we know that even Dr. Fauci is saying, you know what, or Fauci, we, we're saying, you know what, we, we, we got to move toward getting back into the economy and back to work, and, and our light kind of moves from red to yellow to green. How do we navigate that? And maybe, maybe to to move along that, we got to differentiate between scary versus dangerous. And an article was passed along to me, and the implication of the article was uh, along this line uh, Can you distinguish between scary and dangerous? It has a lot to do with on, what's, what's going on in our culture. It would be like if, if you were on this uh, axis and, and if down here on, on the left is really not scary all the way up to really scary. And then on the left bottom axis is it's like not dangerous to dangerous. And if you were on that, it would create four quadrants. It would be not scary and not dangerous or not scary and dangerous or scary and dangerous or scary but not dangerous. Now, it would take a longer conversation, but I think immediately, quickly, you can look at that grid and say, oh, I get it. Some things are scary. They're just not dangerous. Some things are scary, but not dangerous. You, you start moving along that. It starts to wake up a, a fresh conversation. The fresh conversation it, it awakened in me is, huh, I, I, I wonder how I navigate myself through the lights. I don't know. It stirred thought. I want to share it with you. Maybe it helps you. In, in the article, he talks about, okay, 110,000 plus deaths. I mean, COVID is deadly. Fact. It's serious. But it's not the one to two million people. It's not the 20 million people in hospitals like was predicted. And maybe that's because we did shelter in place for a while. But at the same time, we're learning things. And, and he asks, is COVID more scary than it is dangerous? Is it more scary than it is dangerous? Okay, this is not the gospel truth. I'm, I'm reading from the article. It's not the gospel truth. It's not the Bible. But it did make me think about it. So, so I'm going to read from it. According to the CDC data, 93% of the deaths from COVID-19 in the U.S. are elderly with pre-existing conditions. Just facts. Below 25 years old, the fatality rate of COVID-19 is .00008. And yet we have shut down all schools and daycare centers, some never to open again. This makes it harder for mothers and fathers to remain employed. Not all life is precious. No death should be ignored. But we have allowed our fear to move resources away from areas that are more dangerous but less scary. More dangerous but less scary to areas that are scary but less dangerous. Hmm. And herein lies the biggest problem, he writes. Hospitals and doctors' offices have had to be much more selective in the people they are seeing, leaving beds open for COVID-19 patients and cutting out other medical needs, leaving more dangerous health issues more vulnerable. Infant mortality rates could rise by hundreds of thousands in 2020 because of the global recession and diverted health care resources. Add an opiate, addiction, alcoholism, domestic violence, and other detrimental reactions from job loss and despair. Well, it's tragic. See, the benefits gained through this fear-based shutdown, if there is any, have massively increased dangers in both the short-term and long-term. You know, every day that business, businesses are shuttered and people remain unemployed or underemployed, the economic wounds grow more deeply. The loss of wealth is immense, and this will undermine the ability of nations around the world to deal with true dangers for decades to come, maybe forever. We have altered the course of economic growth. Shutting down the private sector, which is where all wealth is created, is truly dangerous, even though many suggest we shouldn't be scared. Moreover, we are putting huge financial burdens on future generations because we are scared about something that the data reveals as far less dangerous and many other things in life. What well, was thought provoking? Made me think, dude, how am I making my decisions in this whole COVID and coming out of COVID? And what color is, is my light on a particular situation? And, and in that, let's just play with it a little bit. That whole grid was up there, but some things are scary and dangerous. And if that's not clear to you, let me just play this little video of, of people who do free climbing on towers. I If you can get through this, just watch it, it's a few seconds. You, you, can't, you can't see my reaction they're showing that I, I'm going out of my mind I can't even watch the whole thing yeah, first of all I'm afraid of heights and I should be you should be because mostly I'm afraid of landing I, so I don't even get that. that how many of you you just raise your hand like man that's crazy that's nuts and then the one handed he's not on a harness I mean one slip you're gone you're done you're down I mean that is scary and dangerous what are you doing But some things are scary and not dangerous. I mean, that the whole point of the article is, could it be that we've been caused to be so scared that we confuse it with dangerous and we can't separate them out? Hmm. I mean, what's scary but not dangerous? So the team had a little bit of fun with this, and there is this app <laughs> where you can show it to anyone like your kids, and it puts them in the picture, but then it adds a digital spider, and, and to the one looking at the picture, it looks like the spider's running across their face, and parents are having fun doing this to their kids. I, okay, I'm going to let you see it. It's, it's quite entertaining. Scary. They're scared. But is it really dangerous? Watch. <laughs> oh my god what is that what is that, that? on oh oh get it off get it off oh my god me so shit I don't know if I should be. Some of you are thinking, is that really good parenting? Some of you are like, I would never do that to my kids. Some of you are like, where can I get that? Some of you just quit being a part of the service. You're looking for the app. You're like, how do I go do that with my kids? I get it. But, but honestly, it's not dangerous. It's just scary. Maybe. Maybe God gave us science as a gift alongside prayer so we could discern what's really dangerous. And then God gives us prayer alongside fear so we can process what we're scared of. No, scary, fearful things. They're very real in your soul. The uncertainty of the future and the things you have to navigate can be more scary than dangerous. That could be part of what we have to navigate through COVID. It's real. The dangerous is rooted in facts. I don't know. How, how, do you, how do you move up and down the lights? Maybe it's just discerning. Maybe this is starting something to help you navigate. For example, last time I talked about you know, being a traffic light church and then we have people at all different pl- stages. Uh, I said, you know like, um, when it comes to, to, to flying, I'm more, my light is red. Now what's interesting is, is since then, my son and I, Jake, have talked about a trip we, we want to do together, and, and it's to a location where we're going to have to fly, because it's a day with all, that's all about Holly Davidson, which is more my thing, and then it's a day at golfing, which is more his, his thing, but we do it together, and we want to do that trip again, but in order to do it, I got to fly, and then I asked myself, now hang on, I, I'm more red light on flying, now is that because it's really dangerous, or just because the culture has helped stir scary, so I went and did research. I did. I said, well, "You know what? Let me get, let me ask myself. What would?" And when I began to look at it at the, by the facts, by the science, well, they have HEPA filters filters in the plane. The air there is better than I'm breathing now. Cleaner, huh? Okay. The way they clean the planes and the, the surfaces, they're, 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 we're being told the surfaces even are not as scary and threatening and how the virus transfers. and there's a whole lot of learning in that, but they, they clean the plane every time, and huh? And social distancing and masks. I'm telling you, I sift out and say, "You know what? I might be more scared than it really is dangerous. I, yeah, I'm not make, I don't make decisions for you. I just make them for me. I, I, I move from red to green. I'm like, well, let's go get flights and, and let, let's get up. Let's go have some fun. Let's enjoy. That's me. That's me. You got to sell yours. See, you move up and down by scary versus dangerous. A month ago, I wouldn't have opened the church, but now things are shifting, and and we watch things flatline. The governor here, at least here in Georgia, says, okay, as of July, uh, larger venues uh, do by the safety standards, but 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 there are things that get to open up. Well, guess what, church? I just want to tell you, we're we're opening, and when are we opening? I'm glad you're asking. Let's 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 go talk about it. When are we? opening? We are opening July 12th. Since July is when we can open, we're opening. We're just going right after it. So let's go after this thing. Rooted in prayer, phase one, prayer gathering is June. That's what we're in now. But that is going to move to phase two. And this is the part you want to know. Phase two, we are going to move forward. It, it's moving forward. July 12th is our first gathering in the worship center physically. It's going to be at the central campus. So all campuses, whoever wants to come here, be a part of it, it's going to be fantastic. Obviously, no child care. we got things to navigate, make it safe, make it healthy. Then there's a phase three, and phase three is all campuses. This is kind of like gaining momentum. All campuses open on Sunday, August the 9th. Now, we'll navigate the child care thing, school opening, all the details that go with that. But then we're opening for all of us on August 9th at at all the campuses. And then, of course, by the time we hit September 13th, we'll have discovered some things, what's safe for the kids. All ministries are open. There you go. It's a roadmap. Church, uh, July 12th. We're opening. That's the part you got to get. And if you want more detail, you can get right online. You, you can go to our, you can go to our, our uh, website. There's details that, that you just just get right over to the family, get right down. You just watch. It'll, it'll give you phase one, phase two, phase three. Man, I'm not going to give you all the detail here. You don't need it. I'm just fired up, and I hope you're fired up as well. Now, I don't know where you are on the traffic light. I, I know some of you are. You're like, man, let's go get this. Man, your light is green. Great. Maybe your light is yellow and you're going to come, but you want to know that all the safety measures will be there, and they will. You can come. Maybe some of you are a red light. You're like, well, I'm going to come, but I want everything. Okay, that's great. Maybe you say, I'm not going to come right away. Listen, it's okay. It's okay. You come at your pace. We know it's a building process. Listen, we know that over this season, God accomplished something pretty cool. That church comes into your home. So now we are one expression or one experience with two expressions. One of them is going to be in the building starting July 12th, live. Awesome. 12-stone live. It's coming back. But we know the other is 12-stone home. And many of you are gathering in homes, and you might desire to continue to do that. And both of those are great expressions and experiences of what God is doing among us. All right, got to move on. Third thing we can learn is pray through life. Pray through life. James goes after this. He said, now there's real life. In fact, look at the scripture. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Why? Why pray? Because prayer is taking action. It is. Prayer is the first, most powerful, practical thing you can do. See, don't don't be prayerless and pretend like you know the future when you don't know. Don't be prayerless and pretend that you're independent when you're dependent. Don't be prayerless and pretend that you're more than a mist. Make a decision before the Lord. See, I'm going to become a person of prayer, rooted in prayer. And I want to pray for you. Would you bow your heads wherever you are? Father, by the power of your spirit right now, Would you take the awakening words of James and pour them into our lives? Right now, some of us just need to verbalize our prayer to you and say, God, I confess I don't know. I confess I'm a mist. Here today, gone tomorrow. I confess it. I confess that I'm not independent. I'm dependent. God, these are important confessions right now. And then we pray, oh, God, would you help us navigate life? Some of us are not sure how to separate scared versus dangerous. Some of us feel the weight of the uncertainty and what's been broken in the economics and then the relationships and, and all that's gone with this COVID season. We surrender that to you. And you can offer that to God right now. You can just whisper to him. You can just cry out to him. Maybe there's somebody in the room with you and you don't want anybody to know what's in your heart. That's okay. You can be vulnerable right there with God. Just almost whisper it in your soul to God and say, God, can I bring this to you? Here's what I'm afraid of. Here's what scares me. Here's what I, I just, God, I, I, I don't know. I need your help. He will. God, maybe there's some right now just saying, here's the suffering. Here's the trouble. I pray you'd give them strength. Some are saying, here's what's going good. And God, we give you praise. Some are saying, here's my health risks. Here's my health condition. Oh God, would you bring healing? And I pray the power of your spirit over us to experience the fullness of what we were created be in you and do in prayer. Now may we walk this well in Christ's name. Amen.